You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today is Espo, Chirsten Soussel, and Craig Morgan. How's it going, guys? Everybody happy to be here? I know I am. I down the NHL <laughs> season. I'm happy now. Yeah, it's I'm almost done. Chelsea too. Yeah, Chelsea is joining us. Uh, so shout out to share, Chelsea. Do we share the story? <laughs> no. No, no context. No. no, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so all right, so I, <clears throat> doing an interview uh, for a, a project on the Coyotes that I'm working on, and uh, we're totally outing him right now. Anyway, okay. Shane, Shane Doan I'll gave me a call on Saturday. Well. Craig is gonna make fun of him for it tonight, <laughs> but he gave me a call for <clears throat> an interview on Saturday, and he goes, uh, "Hey, Chelsea, it's Shane Doan." <laughs> So, I was like, you were close. It's Kirsten. It's better than Kirsten, which I'm sure you, you get know what? a lot. I right? will actually take Chelsea over Kirsten. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> I will. Explain to people how you like break down your name when they like ask how to pronounce it. Because you got a really good like phonetic way of yeah, breaking it down. Yeah, because even when I say Kirsten, they, people just automatically just don't think that's a name. So they think yeah. I that they heard me wrong or that I have like a speech impediment. Literally, I've had people be like, oh, my God, I thought you just had like the speech thing. I'm like, no, that's my name. Uh, so I have to say uh, it's think of a cheerleader. It's Cheerston. And and about 50 percent of the time from there, they get it. I'll be like, OK, like a cheer, like a cheerleader. Got it. Got it. OK, Kristen. I'm- and there's <laughs> your last name. And then the there's the last name. name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just say like Sue Cell, like Sue Cells, Sue Cell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's that hard. I don't know. But I guess I'm in the mi- minority. Know. Good thing you didn't choose like a real public career where people try to <laughs> say, to say your name all the time. <laughs> well, Espo also blew my mind yesterday. He told me how the Mercury got their name. Do you guys know this, Craig? You might know. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. Actually. Okay, so apparently it's because the Mercury, Mercury is the closest planet to the sun, the Phoenix <laughs> Suns, the Mercury. Oh, that's, good. that's a good reason. Right? Are you kidding I have the same reaction. I mean, it works on a few levels. With the that is the cutest right? thing I've ever heard. I have the same reaction. I know. That's no why idea. the logo looks like a planet, kind of. That's the yeah. other because the Mercury is a close friend. That's fun fact. Who right? came up with that? I like that. I, I don't know. Come I'll on, just take buff. credit for it. I was, <laughs> I was like 12 when I had no, it was it. I'm sure it was somebody in their marketing department, career, right? Yeah, when I was 12, I came yeah. up with I might need to do a deep dive and yeah. who came right? up with that name. Yeah. They, they That's all, a fun story, actually. Yeah. They also had a mascot their first year that totally disappeared, just went away. Like they're, in, like, they're super embarrassed. Even when I was working in the building, I couldn't get anybody to show me a photo of what this original mascot was. Wow, like, like witness protection. Yeah. Like you don't know. Wow. Like, you don't I, like. No, I I don't even re- I don't remember what it was called, but like 
nobody would show a fi- like it was like a embarrassment it, it felt like to well it couldn't be much better year. than the one they have now the one they have now is like a purple kangaroo hybrid with some <laughs> creature that i don't understand right. it's it very beat, scary it beats our baseball team having a freaking bobcat that's when true they're snakes that's just true because it used to be called bank one ball we talked about that this morning chris and or chris and I was about to read Josh's com- comment, so he got me all mixed oh up with Kristen. Jason didn't realize where the, where the bobcat came from. Oh, God, this is going to be a fun podcast. Uh, Josh, yes. Um, it's like the GIF, GIF pronunciation. Are you guys GIF or GIF? It's GIF. 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 GIF? Yeah? Okay, good. It stands for Graphic GIF. Interface Format. So graphic... Uh, Jif is a peanut butter. Thank you. Yeah, I exactly. hate people that say Jif. It makes me so mad. Yeah. I get it. Literally, like hurts my you, soul. You hate our head of production. On that note, though, Jif, Skippy, or Peter Pan. It's Jif. Yeah, it's Jif for me it's too. Jif. Yeah, I'm a Jif person too. Yeah. For what? Peanut, peanut butter. butter. Oh, yeah, I don't eat peanut butter. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks for your contribution, um, Chelsea. <laughs> my intern giving me yet another reason to fire her. Just kidding. She's agreeing with us. Thanks, Mallory. Um, you can't fire your intern. You do <laughs> she not have know no who power. Willie Nelson is. Okay, you of all people should not make fun of anybody. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about on that. On Twitter when she was talking about that. <laughs> we don't reference that here. Nobody wow. knows. It's fine. Yeah, go. Why are we here today? Uh, TikTok. Um, <laughs> no, don't look on TikTok, please. <laughs> um, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, that reminds me, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't said hi in the comments yet, drop a chat, say hello. We love to include you guys in the show. And if you're watching on Twitter, head on over to YouTube so you can join us in the chat. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe. And then if you're listening to this in podcast format, give us a five-star review. We definitely appreciate it. We've got a great topic planned today. And I think it's going to get a lot of us fired up because we in Arizona... We are special for many reasons. We have four professional sports teams here. And I think all of us are keenly aware of the unique and special players and circumstances that surround the team. But we get a lot of disrespect from the national media and people outside of Arizona in general. And there's been a lot of there's been a hot topic going on, obviously, right now with Devin Booker and the MVP debate. So kind of got my wheels turning in my head thinking of, well, if Devin Booker can get disrespected. There's lots of other athletes in Arizona that also get disrespected. So we're going to be talking about the most underappreciated Arizona athletes currently. We'll also throw in some all-time names in there too, because I just really want to know what you guys think in terms of the teams that we cover, who you think is underappreciated when it comes to the national media, because I think there's quite a few... uh, Quite a few names we can we can probably yeah, bring all up. Of Arizona, yeah. Basically, yeah, the entire <laughs> state of Arizona is underappreciated. But I also am glad it's underappreciated because I don't want everyone and their mom moving here. You know, like they just are let them. Here, no, sh- no. Seriously. Have you? Not- <laughs> you obviously <laughs> haven't been here the last twenty years. Like uh, <laughs> everybody's moving here. It's nonstop. I yeah. just hope that they think it's like a desert wasteland and they don't want to come here because that's what. Yeah, you just got to tell people that. Yeah. What's it like there? Is it really that hot? Oh yeah, it's a desert. I remember wasteland. when I first moved fr- here from Ohio. I had, and granted, I was in high school still, but uh, at 17, like, I had peers that were like, so is it, it's just like desert, like, you just live in the sand out 
like they thinking like it was like the Sahara Desert, like <laughs> just like an actual. And I'm like, what? They're they're like, how do you like live in the sand? I'm like, okay, I'm done. I just... <laughs> it doesn't help anytime there's a big national sporting event out here that every interstitial that they do going to commercial or coming back uh, is tumbleweed and and, right. yeah. and the mountains. It's yeah. like there's more to this damn city yeah. than that, you know this this whole state. Uh, Jose is saying Shh, they don't need to know. It's true. We will keep our desert oasis secret as long as we can hi ernesto hi charles good to see you guys welcome to the show all right so i think we should probably start off with the suns because there's been a lot of debate around devin booker in the mvp conversation but i want to know in general espo who do you think is genuinely like underappreciated by the national media well first before i get to suns i want to represent the other basketball team mm. in town yes and diana tarazi absolutely is, and this sounds crazy because she's viewed by by most as the best in her sport but i think she is very underrated uh, here i still think she's the best arizona athlete of all time professional athlete of all time based on you look at her entire career here in phoenix everything she's accomplished on the international stage in the wmba everything she's done she is unbelievably underappreciated for the generational talent she is mm -hmm. and the impact she's had on helping bring the women's game to the forefront. So I have her high on my list yeah. as, as a disrespected athlete. Number one on my list too. Can I, can I build Go on ahead. that? Go okay. Ahead. 2004 first overall pick mm -hmm. WNBA rookie of the year, three time WNBA champion, two time finals MVP, five Olympic gold medals, read it, Craig WNBA it. MVP in 2009, five yep. scoring titles, 10 time WNBA all-star, and the all-time leading scorer in league history. Yeah, she's number one on the list, and it's not even close. Not Josh even close. In the chat, underappreciated by salary, too, which oh, is a league man. problem. It's a yeah. league but, problem. But yes, very is. much so under uh, underappreciated in that way. And uh, that's that's always been a stance for me is yeah. just how how – she gets love, but she deserves so much more so much than more. she's received both here and now. I do feel like she is recognized, maybe not enough, but by the NBA. I feel like she has a lot of respect from the stars of the NBA and, yes. and, and guys that also support the WNBA. So yeah. um, I love to see that. Yeah, game recognized game is the, yeah. is the saying. And obviously these players know how good she is both in her sport and, and on yeah. the NBA side. So that one stands out to me. From a son's perspective, I'm going Monty Williams. Oh, right. okay. Like Devin, I Devin did not Booker, expect you to take that Devin route. Devin Booker gets, gets some respect. Mm -hmm. Not not to the level he deserves, but I feel like Monty Williams is under underappreciated. You look at this uh, from a national perspective and the national narrative, and we had uh, – Chris Vernon from The Ringer on last week, and he even brought this up. The national narrative is Chris Paul turned this thing around, right? Mm. And and I understand in, in context of Devin Booker because he was here and he lost but uh, prior, uh, prior to Chris being here. But Monty Williams has taken the Suns each of his three years and improved them by 10 wins each time. Wow. Right? Uh, or 10 or more wins each season. When you look at it, you look at what they did in the bubble. They go eight and zero on that run, uh, and that that in and of itself was a gauntlet of of mental fortitude and getting guys prepared. And the Suns weren't even supposed to be invited there, right? Yep. I mean, they only did it because that was the way they could justify 
getting Zion in and a couple other stars from uh, from the Eastern Conference by expanding it to to where the Suns got in. So they go in there and they run have that immense run. Then they come in last year and everybody thinks they're a fluke by doing it. He doesn't win Coach of the Year uh, from the national media. They mm-hmm. give it to Tibbs in New York who didn't do the kind of job that Monty did. And they still, oh, well, injuries. They didn't. They shouldn't have been in the finals. They come back. They have the best record in the league. They're the only team that will be 60 or more wins this year. They will likely finish uh, eight games above the next highest record in the league, which only 17 teams have accomplished before in NBA history. What did Tibbs do this year? Absolutely right. nothing in New York. And I still don't think Monty Williams wins Coach of the Year this year. Really? really? That's I what don't. I was going to ask you. Ooh, I don't. Who wins? Uh, out in uh, in Memphis, it, their coach might might win it. I, I think that's a very, very much a possibility. Some people think Tyron Lue has an outside shot because – all the Clippers stars got injured, and he kept them afloat. Ty Lue does not. No, I agree. I mean, they were below 500 for a large portion of it. But when you talk to uh, these these NBA uh, you know people, that's a guy. Oh, look at the coaching guy. I mean, and it's Sun- voted on by media members, right? Media members, yeah. So, so I don't. I just I don't think they're going to give it to Monty because it's not the sexy. Oh, it's a a big. Uh, a big turnaround, kind right? Of thing. And that's that's often the case in the NHL. Yeah. It happens that way mm. too. But when you're when you're not respecting the Suns as a title team, and a lot of people aren't, and yet he's led them to the best record in the league, I, I, there's a disconnect there for me. It's crazy. Well, mm-hmm. and it goes beyond that. Great guy. Yeah, yeah right. I was just Ama- about to say that amazing human being has been through hell in his personal life. Mm. I mean, and and then he gets he comes here and he realizes this is a true. A second chance for me. He he admits to his his flaws when he was coaching in New Orleans early in his career. He and Chris Paul decide, hey, we want to team up again. But the the my favorite part of the whole story is back three years ago, he looks at it and LeBron had decided to go to the Lakers. He's the finalist in he's a finalist for the Lakers job. And he says, Thanks, but no thanks. I don't want your job. And he comes to Phoenix, mm-hmm. a nineteen win team, a team that had been just putrid for a decade, and he turns it all around. Yeah. Monty Williams deserves as much credit as anybody for what's going on in Phoenix, and I don't think uh, that, especially nationally, he gets the recognition he deserves. I think it's just great to see a steady person in that role after the coaching carousel that the Suns went through, and I thought hiring Igor was the biggest mistake of all time when they hired Igor as their head coach. So to have a coach like Monty take the helm of a 19-win team, I think speaks to, like you said, his character. And more than anything in the world, I think Monty is a great human being. And he's instilled a culture shift into this team that you can see the players really, it resonates with the players and it speaks through how they play. They're so humble. They take accountability for their mistakes. They really play for one another and not themselves. And I think that's all credit to Monty Williams and the character that he has and the character that he's instilled in the team. And so for me, that alone speaks to why he should be coach of the year. And it's wild to me that anyone other than Monty Williams is being considered for that this year, because I think it's a clear and obvious choice. And if he doesn't win it, I don't know what to tell you. like, that's wild to me. I remember going up to Flagstaff his for, for training camp his first year here, and the only thing that he was talking about was 
right now we're focused on changing the culture here mm-hmm. and what he was able to do over the course of his three years. I mean, it's a complete culture shift. Yeah. But you even want to talk about, I mean, a lot of people like to say Chris Paul is the guy, at least on the court then, uh, that has changed things around. And Devin Booker was the reason he came here. Uh, he was a reason he came here. But his relationship with Monty and other coaches that were on the staff was another reason why Chris Paul came to to play here. So um, it all kind of, so well, it kind of starts with James Jones. Then it kind of starts with Monty Williams. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that there's a player that is specifically underappreciated on the Suns team? If you had to pick a player. Uh, nationally or locally? Nationally. Because we're in a really weird position with the Suns. DeAndre Ayton locally is completely underappreciated, but I think nationally is appreciated, which is bizarre yeah, to it's me. kind of a weird. Devin Booker, and I have I will die on this hill, has been disliked from a national perspective since the 70-point game mm. because of the way he got the 70 points and the fact that he was as young as he was when he did it. Earl Watson bent what was acceptable in terms of getting your player to 70. Uh, and and that so I think that's kind of led to a little bit of disdain in the national media. But it makes me laugh because I believe one of the big things you hear is, well, he scored 70 in a loss, right? I think I, I read a stat, and don't hold me to it, but it's something like five of the eight players who have scored 70 or more in the NBA history have come in losses. So it's like even and there it there are guys like Wilt Chamberlain right. mm. who who did this who who didn't get any slander for it. So I think I think Booker is underappreciated, but that narrative started to shift this year. Okay, and if they make another finals run, it's going to be almost impossible to underappreciate him. He should be a first or second All NBA team player. He should be a top four. MVP candidate, and if they make to the finals and he has uh, a, a good showing, he has a good chance of a, a, a finals MVP as well. Can I add something about DA? And I think this is why the dynamic exists the way that it does. I think people nationally check in on the team and maybe started to really follow the team during their playoff run mm-hmm. last year. And you see number one overall pick. You can see what his potential is on the court and how dominant he can be. But hasn't been there for the entire roller coaster ride that it's been to get DeAndre Ayton to that point. Mm. And here locally, we sort of have. We've seen him throughout the years mature and also have these moments where he is not living up to his potential and inconsistent periods of his career. Now he's a young guy, right? Totally. I mean, understand. I'm not like faulting yeah, him 20, for any of it. He's 22. I mean. But oh my God. the fan base has watched him night in and night out. And I feel like with when it comes to Arizona sports teams in general, there's a lot of like national conversation that's just like we're pulling stuff because we kind of check in and we haven't actually emotionally or consistently been riding the ride with this team. I think mm-hmm. that's in part part of it, but here locally, the fact that he's not named Luca right. is yeah. such a Aww. such an issue. Poor it's, DA. It's, I mean, that's that's the hard reality of it because everybody got pissed off, but in the end, yeah, but last DA's year I feel like that more changed. Success, that changed last but year. But not not with the Suns fan base. I think nationally really? people went Oh, well, mm. look, he's a key part of a winning team. Luca may be an MVP candidate, but he has they haven't figured it out in Dallas, so it kind of evened out. Like 
if anybody wants to complain in that draft, it should be Sacramento who <laughs> traded Marvin Bagley for uh, for a hill of beans uh, <laughs> to, to Detroit and got nothing, and he was the number two pick. Uh, I don't even know what a draft, hill of beans so. is. Is that a thing? No, it's just a bunch of beans. Oh. Like Jack and the Beanstalk, like Manuel, magic beans, yeah. Okay. Manuel saying DA is very underappreciated to me. Dude gets more flack for not being Luca than praise for being uh, an 18 and 12 defensive anchor with mid-range game. How do you feel about that? I think it's 100% accurate. Yeah. And, you know, the, he, there's not much he could do locally outside of again lead them help lead them to the finals to try to change the narrative but, well that expectation know. is there i felt like i started to see it shift a little bit within the fan base last year but up until that point very much so was they should have drafted Luke. Yeah. yeah um uh, steven vice saying nationally mikhail bridges do you feel like mikhail doesn't get his flowers nationally there are people talking about him as defensive player of the year uh, nationally, like yeah, he gets respect for for what he is. That that's a funny thing too. Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, same draft, right? One goes one, one goes ten. If you flip those guys, Mikael Bridges is getting the same crap, and sure. GA is getting praised mm-hmm. sure. for Good who point. it is. Like it's it's just funny how nine spots changes things so dramatically. But I think Mikael gets his love for being a defensive stopper. People have seen what he did against Steph, what he did against Harden just this last week. hopefully weekend. do again tonight, fingers yeah, crossed. I, well, Steph's not playing, so <laughs> oh, that, well, makes never it, mind. that makes <laughs> it, it much better. He should be guarding Clay if Clay's playing mm. tonight, which should help uh, you know, ch- neutralize him against the Suns. But, yeah, I, I think Mikhail gets his fair due. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, the Suns game tonight, we're going to be down at the Ainsworth hanging out for a watch party. We'll have a live pre and post game show. So if you haven't RSVP'd yet, you can head over to our Twitter account at PHNX underscore sports or at PHNX underscore Suns to RSVP and you can come hang out with us. It's free. We want to see you. We want to say hi. We want to watch the game with you and hang out and have a good time. So make sure you do that. And we got some autographed merchandise. To yes, too. we have not, some merch. Not us. We got some <laughs> players that have autographed yeah. stuff for us. Yeah, you Shane will be getting an autograph Shane from will us. autograph a mustache comb for you. <laughs> so definitely come hang out with us if you don't have any plans tonight. We'd love to see you down at the Ainsworth. And uh, it's going to be fun. I think we need to have you sign uh, some of your glasses. That or would is, it be cool. same, is it the same ah, glasses yeah, that you just switched off? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think change. we need to give away like purple. Don't tell people that. It's like the man behind the, the curtain. We'll put the link in the chat for tonight too. Yes, we'll put the link in the chat to come RSVP and hang out with us for the Suns versus Warriors game. All right, Craig. When it comes to Coyotes, Coyotes personnel players, where are you standing on who is the most underappreciated? Well, let's let's be honest. It's hard <laughs> to find Coyotes right now. They're underappreciated. But I, have, I do have a couple in mind. Uh, I, I first mention Clayton Keller because up until this season, the narrative surrounding Clayton Keller was that he was vastly overpaid. They gave him that lengthy contract extension with a seven point one five or whatever it is cap hit way too early, and he hadn't lived up to it. He he honestly hadn't lived up to it. He was a, yeah. People viewed him as a one-dimensional player, and he wasn't even producing enough. Well, suddenly this season under Andre Tournier, he gets an opportunity to play in more situations, more minutes. He's protecting leads late in games. He's playing on the PK. Clayton Keller is basically a point-per-game player now, and now I think people are just starting to take, take notice of the fact that he is, wow, suddenly looking okay at that number that they signed him for that immensely unpopular former GM John Chaika signed him to. When people looked at that contract then, they said, that's that's an albatross. You'll never move that contract and he'll never live up to it. Well, mm. he is now. He's got to do it for 
a longer period of time, but we're almost through an entire season now, and, and Clayton Keller's having terrific seasons. Do you want to ask me something? Well, I just – why – it always drives me as why is the player given crap for a, a contract that is – overblown that's given to him right. is he supposed to tell the general manager <laughs> right. like no i'd like, like to don't take pay less money. money and i would turn down that <laughs> yeah. money if i would deserve it us, yeah. Yeah. yeah please right. don't give me more money <laughs> it should be 20 million less than this i do <laughs> not feel this is the way it is in sports <laughs> you know? though that, that's universal right yeah it's true, it's true. but mm-hmm. you know clayton keller goes into the offseason he puts on seven pounds of lean muscle mass in all the years prior he'd had five pounds of muscle since his draft year and that was one of the things that rick Tockett would talk about is He's not strong enough in battles. Well, he went and did it this summer. You can see it on the ice. And right now, Clayton Keller looks like a key piece of their future. And that's a that's a great turn of events for the Coyotes. But the other player that I'm going to mention, we already tweeted this, is Lawson Krause. And this is a guy who touches so many bases for this franchise. Um, he's a physical player. He really, really fits the mold of what GM Bill Armstrong wants his team to look like. He's big. He's fast. He can produce. He's a 200-foot player who plays strong defensive hockey as well. And on top of that, he's an unbelievable guy. He's Butterpig's dad. <laughs> the Let's most important there, part okay? of this entire conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I could really see Lawson Kraus. I know people talk about this. They haven't had a, a captain all season. They've run with a bunch of alternates. And Andre Turigny has said, I want to wait to see who who rises organically to that position. I could really see Lawson Kraus being a captain of this team. The Absolutely. one thing you look for in a captain is he's got to produce at a certain level to have widespread respect in the room. Well, Lawson Kraus, unfortunately, he's hurt now, and I, I have a feeling he might be out for the rest of the season. But mm. he, he's got career highs in goals, in points this season, 20 goals, 34 points already. He's looking like he's emerging. Also a guy who was given bigger opportunity, more minutes, and he's really, really taking advantage of it. And an unbelievable human being. So that's a guy to really appreciate on the Coyotes. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the season. Bill Armstrong told me he's the next guy that they're going to focus on getting signed to an extension. They want him around. They want him as a part of their core. Yeah, I think he's earned it too. I really do think he deserves that extension. Um, Nick L in the comments saying Keller, so he agrees with you, Craig. And then Charles Waddell Pike saying Keller inching closer to his first 30 goal season for a Coyote in a decade. Mm -hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, two points off his career high, tying his career high in points and the Coyotes have not had a 30-goal score since Redeem Verbata did it in 2011-12 when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Dang. It's been a long wow. time. That's so crazy. I didn't know that. It would be a cool milestone that. to hit. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm still sitting in some of Butterpig's uh, fur as well. Yeah. <laughs> one of those dogs anyway. We had a few of them. That was an incredible podcast. <laughs> one of my favorites. Do you think Bill Armstrong is on that list, though, for I what think, he's been I able think, to do? I think we're close to looking at that possibility. I thought mm-hmm. about mentioning him, too. Look. When we went into last offseason, and that was really the start of the rebuild, I know he was here for a year, but that year was spent evaluating every aspect of the organization. And, and once he got through with that evaluation, evaluation, he was like, okay, we do need to strip this to the studs. When they were moving guys like Darcy Kemper, Christian Dvorak, I kept hearing from national writers and other league executives, he'll never get a first-round pick for them. He did, for yeah. both of them. They have three first-round picks. They have eight picks in the first 45 of this upcoming draft, which is... Just insane. Yeah. Step one, he's checked that box without question. You got to execute beyond that, right? You got to see how the rebuild goes. And it's tough to to pin it all on the GM because really now, I know GMs get credit for drafts. It's not about the GMs. It's about the scouts at this point. Those are the guys who are getting it done. But Bill put those scouts in place. So let's see what they can do if they can execute. They've got a lot of numbers. 
if they get another couple key pieces with some of the the players they have here with Dylan Gunther coming from Edmonton, this could be an interesting team in a few years, maybe around the same time they're ready to move into that permanent Ooh. arena in Tempe. Well, and I was actually just about to bring that up. Um, underwear only said, start planting your garden. And I'm curious because Craig, obviously the Coyotes are the most disrespected team in the NHL by far and away. I really don't think there's another team that can hold a candle to and how much the Coyotes fair, are right? disrespected. Yeah. It's earned, I, I would assume. Yeah. I, disrespect if it's earned. Well, I mean, there there are some things. Okay, I would say like 95% of the disrespect is earned, but I think there are people out there who just take it too far, especially people who go after Coyotes fans, say like, oh, the Coyotes don't have any fans, blah, blah, blah. That's not true. Like they yeah. have a very passionate, yeah. very, very like supportive fan base. Like the Coyotes fans that ride and die for this team, like I don't see how anybody could say that the Coyotes don't have any fans. But I mean. With all they've been through too, right? Right. To stick with this team. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, I mean, how realistically far out years wise do you think we are from the coyotes getting their flowers it depends on what happens in these next couple drafts you know the other thing that they haven't had that people don't talk about enough with a you you would think with a franchise like the coyotes they probably pick first or second overall at some point right they've never had a top two pick they've never had any success in the lottery that's where those marquee players come from now i don't know if shane wright or logan cooley are generational talents like Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid, but they're really good centers that could help this team. They need to have some lottery luck as well. If they get that lottery luck this year or more importantly next year when Connor Bedard is coming out and he is a franchise center, that could speed up the process a little bit. So we'll we'll probably know after these next two drafts what the prognosis is there. I have one for the Coyotes. Sure, go for it. Craig Morgan. <laughs> Craig Most Morgan. Underappreciated Most underappreciated. <laughs> That's a good one. It's true. Craig suffers along with the team and he has to ride or die with them just like any person covering Such a team. passionate dedication to the job. It's true. <laughs> There's no better there out Laying there than Craig up. Morgan. <laughs> you know, the other thing I was going to say, Mac, with, with just uh, feeding off of what you just said, a lot of national narratives are shallow. Yeah. When it comes to portraying what's going on with the Coyotes, somebody will dive in. Well, most most of the time, actually, the national reporter doesn't even come to Phoenix. They just do it over the phone. They talk to a few people and they think they have a sense of what's going on with the Coyotes. And there's a lot of nuance missing. There are a lot of details. Um, I know you're diving into a lot of this right now. <laughs> with the story yeah. you're working on, I won't give too much of that away. But there's a lot more to the Coyotes story than people know. And yeah. It, it, it bothers me. I, I understand it. it's hard for national reporters to dive into a story this complex and try and portray it. But just be careful with some yeah. of the things that you put out there as gospel, like, oh, all the players are unhappy about playing at ASU. Well, have you talked to all of the players? Yeah. Because I, I'm not going to put them on the record, but I have talked to a lot of them. Most of them don't care. So yeah. stop saying that. It's not true. It's factually incorrect yeah absolutely well before we move on to the cardinals and the d-backs i gotta tell you guys about DraftKings sportsbook they are our presenting sponsor and i'm super excited about this weekend we are going to watch some final four basketball uh what do you guys who do you guys who you guys have i want to know who do you think emerges victorious talking about the frozen four right uh no but go denver also are we gonna talk about our DraftKings sportsbook uh king of the show who's the king of the show what are you talking Thank about? Thank you. Oh, <laughs> what? not me? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, is this uh, uh, is this crown on on the show or no? 
Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, there it is. Hey. Hey. Craig gets the crown. Craig gets the crown. I didn't even notice it. All right. Uh, yeah, now that I'm pretending to look at my laptop, I, I was like, I was like, oh, King Craig. Is this not uh, on the show? Nobody's recognizing what I, I'm talking I about. I don't pay attention. <laughs> I don't look at the screen. All right, final four, though. Who we got? Uh, U of A. Okay, that's the wrong choice. Anyways, no, they're not available. College uh, basketball fans, join in the rooting, action. I'll tell you, I'm rooting for um, Villanova and UNC just to see if there's another bet between Kim Johnson, Johnson and Kelly. Yep. That's I'm good rooting one. for that as well, but let's be honest. We're getting Coach Coach K in the uh, – kind of feels like we are. My other storyline is for if that's the case, then just have Coach K go out on – you know, with the championship, and there we go. I know he's like, I feel like everybody who's not an actual Duke fan just hates his guts, and like, how dare you if you're not a Duke fan be cheering on for cheering him on? I'm all for storylines. If I'm either gonna, I, I want that storyline or the Villanova UNC because my I don't have any teams yeah. left. So nobody cares about Kansas. I take it. No. no. Okay. Nope. Um, but college basketball that. fans, you can join in the action <laughs> on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on just any five? team. Just five. <laughs> only five whole dollars uh, to win. <laughs> you get $200 in free bets if they do. It really is that simple. If they win, you win too. I love the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's super easy to use. You can deposit your money and withdraw it whenever you want, which is probably one of my favorite things about the app. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays, combined multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. Obviously, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any college hoops team to win. And if they win, you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. Use promo code PHNX this week's at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 and up only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Cheerson, when it comes to the cards, who deserves their flowers? Well, uh, I think James Conner does not get enough respect, and a lot of it has to do with kind of this along the same lines as Craig was mentioning with the contract conversation of that he doesn't deserve the contract that he has. And so he was given a three-year, $21 million uh, deal this offseason. It was highly criticized. ESPN gave it a D grading. USA Today Sports ranked it number three on their top 10 worst uh, contracts in 2022. And so... I get it. He's a running back in that position. You, you, the, the conversation that many people have is like, listen, you can play and plug anyone at that position and you're going to get about the same production, right? Like you should mm -hmm. never pay a running back unless you're a top three running back, maybe in the league. Uh, don't even go there. You can get anyone else and they can have the same kind of production. I am not for simply looking at it statistically, although statistically he was one touchdown shy of tying a franchise record for single season touchdowns. So if you want to take a look at it statistically, I don't care if he hasn't had a 1,000 yard rushing season or not. Did he score 15 touchdowns or did he not? Because at the end of the day, that's the stat that matters to me. So statistically, I, you can argue that uh, he might be worth it. Uh, but outside of that, he brings something that goes far beyond the stats 
and he's a, a rally guy. He pumps his teammates up. He's a locker room guy. He's a great example of somebody that you want as a as a teammate, as a player. Um, and he's an extremely hard worker. He is a guy that he's a tone setter when he's yeah. out when he's out there. And so for those reasons, I think, and he was, it was like a toss up between Zach Ertz and James Conner, but he was right there at the top of my list of guys that I wanted to see them retain this this offseason. I felt like he was it was really important for them to do that. And so you take a look at what they what he did last year. You take a look at everything that he brings to this team. I think I think that he is worth that. You can also say, well, look at the, you know, David Johnson had this great year, then he signed this big deal, and then what happened? Didn't work mm, out for you, did it? Different. The thing that I don't think enough people talk about with James Conner is he's a different kind of back. He's yeah, a power he guy. He's going to run you over. Correct. It's not the finesse, you know, yeah. dance around speed kind of guy. Cuts. This is a guy that is the old school. I'm going to run straight up the middle and I'm going to knock you and on David your ass. And David Johnson did the I know we're like skipping. There's a guy in between there, but if you go if you go back because that was a they signed him to a deal that he didn't live up to. Um but he was a guy that was afraid to to run down the middle. And yeah. so totally totally different guy. <laughs> Not talking about Beanie Wells, are you? <laughs> Him too. There's a whole, there's a litany of guys uh, going way back that uh, that they've not been Sorry. good at running back. You said ESPN gave that deal a D. A yeah, D. that's wild. That's yeah. just those, those disrespectful. Are good it's like wow, yeah. D for disrespect. I mean, I mean yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand that at all. I mean, you, you made a great case for why he he shouldn't have gotten at least. I mean, geez, what a how disrespectful can you be? Well, I people again it's it's just it's surface level like you were talking yeah. about craig it's a mm. surface level glance and they go three years 21 million for this guy who didn't have a thousand yards well you don't look at it and and look in totality and realize how integral he was to the offense yeah. Yeah. that that four yards up the middle it, it could in a key situation is much more important than breaking a 50 yard run in a, in a meaningless point. Well, and the Cardinals had previously struggled um, in the red zone at the goal line and he came in and, and, and really helped change that Touchdown situation. Maker. For them. Yeah. 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 Without yeah. I think he, he helped out tremendously this year with the Cardinals. And I think funny, he will. It's funny. You mentioned draft grades too, or trade grades. I, I hate them. Oh so my gosh. Much. Yes. Tra trade grades, draft grades. They all come before the guys played a single game and we're grading them. It's such idiocy. It is such idiocy. It is clickbait. Let's just call it what it is. How do you grade a trade or a draft pick before they've actually played a game? You have no idea. You do it three years down the road. And well, you have a, a sense contract too. I mean, yeah, yeah. You have he could go out there and he the next three years he could rattle off thousand yard seasons and have twelve touchdowns. You should, you don't know. You're basing it on. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 lazy. <laughs> I think. And I don't know if I'm just like oversimplifying the problem, but I think a lot of it has to do with just nationally people don't invest in Arizona sports, obviously because we haven't won championships. So I'm hoping that Arizona sports just go on a tear and everybody just starts winning championships and literally force everybody outside of the state of Arizona to pay attention about our teams and care about our teams. But like, I, I just feel like when it comes down to it, nobody invests or cares about Arizona sports because I guess the, the problem is we just haven't won championships. Is yeah, that, I mean, that's, I think that's fair. When yeah. you look, at, look at the sports media market, right? It's the same thing. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, we have one title other than 
the Mercury, right? It's the yeah. Diamondback title in 2001. Yeah, That's Mer all we've got. Mercury Rattlers. And, and, yeah, and the one I'm sorry. I, title. I don't yeah. want to offend any Rattlers fans. But it's, it, to me, it's about are you at the height of your actual sport? And arena football clearly is not yeah. the pinnacle of football. So I feel yeah. like there's a lot of markets, though, that feel like their team. I mean, I feel like there's like a handful of markets that just across the board, you know, like in, in, in football, you've got, you know, Dallas, for instance, like in there's the Lakers. Like, there's always going to be teams that are going to get more respect than anybody else. It doesn't even matter what kind of season that they're having. They're going to be talked about. Yeah. They're going to be the relevant team, even if they're irrelevant on the playing field. And uh, and then the rest of us all just sort of, like, fight for the rest oh, of the yeah. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> right? how many people think that this Lakers-Suns series, if it materializes is going to be a competitive series. Like, are you nuts? I think Shaq's the Lakers the are a terrible the team. Well, Stop. I think I saw something Stop right. Selling that. Isn't it like right now, if like the if the season ended now, the Lakers wouldn't even make it yeah, to the playoffs? Yeah, they fell out of the plan. Yeah. Jeez. It was a terrible plan. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if you turn on ESPN right now, all they're talking about is LeBron James. Well, yeah, they, but... they probably are because he's not playing again tonight. <laughs> yeah, but, the, Shocking. but what happens he has a sprained ankle. <laughs> Laker, Lakers fans claim that they're being disrespected oh, by, by that. It's like, no, Miss everybody us. thinks they're disrespected. In Phoenix, we just happened to actually. If you live in the city of Los Angeles, Boston, or New York, I never, ever, ever want to hear the word disrespect come out of any of y'all's mouth. I do not. It's yeah. so My frustrating. Exactly. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. If So if James Conner helps the Cardinals make it to the playoffs again this year and he has a season like he had last year, do you think that stops the narrative that he's not good, under overrated? You know, I don't know. I, I think that maybe I think that there are people who always just think that you could get a better deal mm. elsewhere. Like people who only look at it from like he's a running back and here are certain stats. Yeah. And just don't ever think that you should pay a running back that kind of money. Like, I don't know that that's going to necessarily change um, them, their their perspective on that. Um, but that's gonna take all three years. Yeah, uh, for sure, all three. three yeah, I mean, if he scores, if he scores fifteen touchdowns every year in his contract, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's what have you done for me lately? And if yeah. they get mm. to that third year and mm. and he kind of sputters out in that second year, and they're going into that third year, people are gonna be like, "Look at that albatross contract. Yeah. That's yeah. a waste." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, D stands for disrespect, but you know what B stands for? <laughs> be better. Falls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we're doing this one. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I watch Sesame Street a lot, and I've never heard I'm that for the love of the day. So. Okay. Uh, we want, <laughs> we want to thank our friends at Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. <laughs> what are they calling them now? Family jewels. <laughs> I can't. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That is a great deal. Again, that's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived. And oh, man, it's a game changer. I couldn't tell you personally, but... <laughs> 
I'm really glad I'm in this two shot with you. Baby. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance crop boxer reviver. briefs, and what a travel that? bag to hold all your goodies. Oh, no, I thought we were going in a different direction. I don't want to know what my crop is. Right? <laughs> um, trust me when I say I'm not even going to read that. I can't. All right. Get 20% off and free shipping with code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code PHNX. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools. Get the right tools for the job with Manscaped. If my mom or my grandma is watching this, I'm so sorry. Can we go back to the two? Shot, please, Shane. Oh, please I, I implore you make that last two minutes of my life worthwhile <laughs> go to manscaped.com use the code PHX, oh my god uh, thank you for the encouragement max i really needed that um josh hunt manscaping ad reads are back let's go oh god they're great for everyone but me um pd he's been typing away for months oh, now. oh god um sunglasses and beard oil please <laughs> Tools alone, according to Jose. You guys, please go to manscaped.com and use code PHNX to make that misery worth it. Um, If you want to see Mac read this a bunch more, go to manscaped.com and use the code PHNX. Uh, All right. Quickly before we get into our game, because I have a fun game plan for us, I do want to talk about the Diamondbacks and their most disrespected player nationally. I think it's pretty obvious at this point. If you guys had to guess, who would you say? Who would you go with? (laughs) Can I name a Diamondbacks player right now? No. I actually asked that on last week's yeah, podcast. And I, like, totally, I was like, oh my God, Eduardo Escobar. I totally confused him with, I still can't think of his David name. Peralta. David it's Peralta. Okay. And it's I, okay. Like, he's like my favorite player. For some reason, I can never remember his name. It's, it's okay. Like, yeah. That, I think everybody. That basically sums up D-backs fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think everybody outside the really, really passionate fans for Diamondbacks have kind of checked out on Diamondbacks baseball. They had a really really rough last two years obviously 2020 was a shortened season and then 2021 was just an injury prone mess of a year they just bombed in their league but I do think Cattell Marte is definitely worth talking about and I don't think he gets talked about enough obviously his incredible breakout year was 2019 he hit uh, 330 with 32 homers in a year which is great he obviously went to the all-star game that year and he finished fourth in MVP voting so I think 2019 was probably his peak year and say people say oh well he kind of like fell off but I really don't think that's true even last season he only played in 90 games he was dealing with like an injury last season and he still hit 380 for 14 homers so he's still playing really great baseball and you know obviously there's a few factors that contribute to why he's not getting the recognition you know English is not his first language so all of his interviews are done in Spanish which obviously does not help but major league baseball English He's yeah, he speaks it, but it's not. I've done a one on one with him. It's not great. But yeah, he does yeah. speak English. Um, so obviously, Major League Baseball in general just has like a marketing issue of its players. But then when you add into the fact that oh. they NHL kind of hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of just like don't they, they don't do a good job of marketing their players. But then I think they take out they take it an easy way out with using his language barriers and reason not to put him on shows and whatever else. I think Cattell Marte deserves way more credit. And look at the deal he just signed. The, the first deal he signed was a very team friendly contract. And he just signed another 
team friendly contract, which was an extension of the first one. And so I think that speaks to him as a person. I think he cares more about the environment and the team that he's a part of than making money or winning, I guess, because, you know, it's going to be a couple of years before the Diamondbacks are competitive again. They have to wait for all of their stars in their system to kind of make it to the big leagues before they really go all in. Obviously, that kind of talks about why they were quiet in the offseason and didn't make a lot of big name acquisitions. You but, mean those two weeks that they had yeah. that were in offseason in MLB? <laughs> um, they basically just signed uh, three pitchers and called it a day. But I really do think Cattell Marte is a star. I think he's a great human being. He's really, really involved with the D-backs Cares program, and he's always out in the community giving back to kids especially. And so... I don't know. I just think it sucks that he doesn't get more um, more attention because he really is a great player. Obviously, he's not like a Mike Trout or a Mookie Betts and he's going to go out and hit, I don't know, like 50 homers in a season. But he is a great player and he deserves way more recognition than he gets, especially from the league and especially from a, a player marketing standpoint. So uh, what I like, it, it, I'll put a positive spin since he wasn't nationally recognized as, as well as he should have been. They got a nice contract out of the deal, so it kept him That's in true. Arizona because he wasn't outpriced. That's one. I do think of it. he's he's maybe disrespected a little bit, but at the same time, when you have he got a lot of attention in 2019, mm-hmm. and it was expected that he would build off of that, and he hasn't exact now. You had COVID and a shortened season. I mean, just like, there's been a lot of stuff. It's not necessarily his fault, right? But he definitely did not build off of that 2019 performance, and so he sort of just kind of like just kind of fell into just hey, he's in Arizona, he's a Diamondback, yeah. he's you know he is what he is, and um. I wouldn't want to call it. I was going to say fell into irrelevance. I don't. I wouldn't call him irrelevant, but he just isn't really talked about. But I think that has a lot to do with it because in 2019, he definitely was getting a lot of attention. Yeah, nationally. for sure. I agree. I mean, but I still think he does enough to be talked about more than he is now. For sure. It's not like he's a bottom barrel player only like hitting like sub 200. Like he he had he had a three hundred a three eighteen season last year, and he still managed to hit fourteen homers even though he only played ninety games. So if you do the projections, like he was on track to be pretty close to his twenty nineteen year. So I don't know. I just I it bothers me that he doesn't get more more flowers, more recognition. Giselle saying how much Catel Marte, period. Josh Hunt saying we got a huge deal with Marte's contract. I totally agree. I can't believe that they got him for what they did. Um, Giselle also saying I think the D-backs also don't do a good job of marketing him in general. I 1,000% agree with that. It's the old if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it doesn't really make a sound. Right. Yeah. He yeah. can do all these great things, but I mean, especially last season mm-hmm. – the the average attendance even oh my god here, let alone yes. <laughs> on uh, you know ratings on television were low so yeah, if you're not even was empty. being seen in your own market mm-hmm. it's tough to gain any any kind right. of national traction yeah. as well D-backs should take a page from the Coyotes book. If you're going to have the forest, you might as well light it on fire. People will notice that. And then quickly move to a smaller forest. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Phoenix Municipal Stadium, we got some room. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully, I mean, I really hope the Diamondbacks turn things around this year. I think this year is going to be way better than last year if they can avoid injuries. And um, a lot of the the players that they have in their system have a projected uh, debut year of 2022. So there are a lot of exciting things that will be happening this year for the Diamondbacks that I think will hopefully turn it into a more positive direction because I love baseball and it breaks my heart that uh, the Diamondbacks just kind of seem to be forgotten about 
in the uh, national perspective and sometimes here locally too, which I guess could be justified in only some ways. Only team has won a title in the city too. It's true. The only team male, has won Male sports anyway. I'm just going to add one sort of devil's advocate thing here just because it was brought up and Giselle saying the D-backs also don't do a good job marketing him in general. I wonder how much... I'm just thinking back to that one one-on-one I did with him right after he was named to named as an all-star he was like really nervous great guy like and he's like Mm -hmm. super funny too yeah he's a great locker room guy yes uh loves to joke around he's he's a funny guy but his english is not great he was super super nervous to do the interview and maybe there's like a part of it where he just really would rather not be like a like a face and in the videos and in the, in a bun, in media and things like that. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe it's something to think about. Yeah. Maybe that's just not what he wants, and I have no clue. But it's a fair point. That's a good point for sure. I and I can't blame him either if that's you know that's the direction he wants to take. More power to him. We'll take that contract because this is steel. Um, okay, I have a fun game to play really quick to wrap up the show. Of course, it's called This or That with Mac. And we're going to be, I'm going to present you guys with some this or that scenarios. And you're going to tell me which you would rather pick. Obviously, if you're watching and you're in the comments, please tell us what you would pick in these scenarios too. We'll read your comments out as we go along. Let's do the first one. Would you rather be underappreciated, but you're fairly paid? Or would you rather be appreciated, but be underpaid? Well, I've done the appreciated and underpaid, so I'm going to go underappreciated, <laughs> but fairly paid. As long, I, I'd prefer overpaid, but I'll take uh, fairly paid. So, all right, there you go. Cheers, I'm with Espo on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers, <Jason> thinking. <laughs> wow, She's got her thinking face on. No, I've, been, I, I've, I've been in both. Put on my glasses so I can actually um, read it. <laughs> I think I'm going to take the. Um, the being fairly paid at this point in my career. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, words of affirmation is my love language and being appreciated is my favorite thing in the world. So I'll take a discounted price if you tell me how much you love me. Yeah, get back to me <laughs> in Shouldn't five Shouldn't have years. told us that. Oh, no, that. wait. <laughs> I take it back. We appreciate you, um, <laughs> Charles Waddell Pike agreeing with me saying, honestly, I would rather be appreciated. There's just something about being appreciated that makes you feel so good and, it, you know, a little self-confidence boost. <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. Would you rather eat ketchup on mac and cheese? This is literally, this is oh, Craig's love- personal hell because Craig oh, hates ketchup. Would you did, rather eat ketchup on mac and cheese? No, this is in honor of Leah though. Or oh. ketchup on white rice. This one's easy for me because and ketchup cheese. and mac and cheese is so good. No, why would you ruin such a good thing in mac and cheese? Mac and cheese so needs ketchup put it on to rice be good. Because rice by itself is gross. So if I gotta, <laughs> if I gotta eat, so, I'll, if I gotta subject myself to that crap, I'm gonna do it on the rice and not ruin my mac and i've had ketchup oh, on my mac ketchup. and cheese for forever it's the best food combination on the face of the planet ketchup is just walmart pasta sauce all right <laughs> if i'm gonna it's have to eat tomatoes that. give me that uh Tristan also enjoys hot sauce on mine yeah me too i like that i really have to make a choice yes craig you have things. to choose for those of you who don't know which i don't know how you don't know at this point but if you don't craig is so anti-ketchup it's like his least favorite thing in the world what would you do craig which is going to absorb the flavor more, like hide the flavor of ketchup more? Probably mac cheese. cheese. I'll go with the yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll gag it down, probably go vomit somewhere. And that's ketchup how it'll is play not out. that I bad. Wash be... it down with an IPA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was a Perfect kid, I was day. allergic to ketchup, but I loved it so much that my parents couldn't like get it away from me. So I would dip ketchup, dip a fry in ketchup, just eat the ketchup off the fry, break out. And still eat it. Like your that's body how much was I telling love. you something, Chelsea. <laughs> your body was telling you something. 
That's how much I love ketchup. Okay, and I well, just ignored my body completely. I don't know if I love ketchup that much. That's something else. Um, <laughs> That's a story, though. Yeah, you really broke out. You just keep I'd break out in hives and I would do it anyway. Jose says neither. Um, Josh says Jose. ketchup on white rice, so he agrees with Leah. Bees is telling me to stop pushing my ketchup on mac and cheese agenda. Amen. I can't. It's so good. You guys, you have to try it just once. I promise. Yeah. If you try it once, sauce, you'll like it. Add the Cholula in there. Um, Ernesto saying ketchup on white rice. <laughs> um, Sly asking Craig, what do you do with your fries? Yeah, what do you what do you put on fries? Salt. That's it? That's it. They're so dry. No. You ever tried, ma ever tried mayo? Mayoli? <laughs> no, you know, we were, we were doing okay as Bo I until you mentioned mayo. Too. Have you seen I'll... Pulp Fiction? I have, yes. Okay. Um, bees saying that Play it should that be a crime right against yeah. humanity. Bees, come on. Aioli with fries. Aioli is yes, great. That's a good you. call. Thank you. That's a good call. You guys yeah. just try it. Just Why try it. Why am I saying next to Craig? I say it, but then when Shane says it after the fact, Craig's like... You said Aioli? Yes. You just distracted by me. Kirsten, whatever it is. Oh, come on, Kristen. All right, next one. I always call you Kirsten. Thank you. Okay, would you rather pick CHGO or DNVR? Why are we shanking our... This is like, which sibling do you like most? Well, I don't particularly like either. why don't you say, like, where would we rather go, Chicago or Denver, so that we're not, like, pinning them? No, you can only pick one. So our sister station is, is you came Chica in the room, CHGO by the way, in Chicago. For this particular question, okay. Or DNVR in Denver. Only one can survive. For me, um, Chicago is my hometown. No, yeah. On. Okay. Okay. Chicago. So Craig, there's, there's a logic to this. If DNVR goes away, we all probably go away. <laughs> so DNVR is the right answer. I mean, I'm a Colorado know, girl. I'm Brandon from Colorado. So. Office in Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's true. We should exile CHGO just because they got a better studio than we have. <laughs> Like, and then we'll take their space. And then we'll take their space. No, okay, but uh, Josh with the in the chat with the greatest comment. DNVR would have won if, if Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray wasn't, wasn't injured. injured. Oh, don't him, Josh. <laughs> um, I'm saving DNVR because um, I'm from Colorado, so DNVR gets to stay on the island. Get out. <laughs> um, DNVR four. <laughs> Wait, who did you guys take? I picked DNVR. No, I, picked I didn't DNVR. say, I was hoping that, Craig, you just outed me. I was hoping I wouldn't have to answer. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to go DNVR. It seems like the popular answer. Oh, oh. sorry, CHGO. You got the chop. Well, um, Charles Waddell Pike agrees going DNVR. <laughs> B saying DNVR, but only if Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray is healthy. Jose, DNVR. Um, Chris saying both groups are so nice to me. That's because, Chris, you're family and we love you. Um, <laughs> Why do I feel like that slightly implies we're not nice to Chris? <laughs> no, Chris knows we love her. Um, Sly saying we got weed, no need for DNVR. That's true. Weed's legal here now, so sorry, DNVR. Um, little, we got a little surprise for you guys on a partnership side. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Can't give too much away. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> Chris saying DNVR. Okay, cool. So I feel like DNVR is a consensus here. Um, all right, let's do our next question. Um, would you rather have full control of the team you play for and the roster, aka LeBron James, or would you rather have full control of your endorsements and sponsorships so you get to pick free stuff, whatever you want? What would you go with? Which is also LeBron James. Endorsement, and, vote both. endorsement and sponsors. I don't want the pressure of putting together the team. Because yeah, because look what happens what when happened it sucks. LeBron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you going with? 
Tristan. That is a little tough because I feel like I would like to pick like where I'm like living and spending my time because that's mm. a big impact on my life. But like the money aspect of things are also nice and controlling your own sponsorships and stuff. But I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go with the the first one. The control the team and the roster. Yeah. Okay. Craig, so. what would you do? I'm going Wait, for is that it's who who you're going to too, right? Like where you're. Yeah, you get yeah. to pick okay, which okay. team, right. the whole thing. I'm going with sponsorships. Yeah. All the cool stuff. You want all the cool stuff? Who would be like cool your stuff. ideal sponsorship if you could get a sponsorship right oh, now? See, you just put me on the spot. Like, <laughs> it's manscaped, obviously. Right? Definitely <laughs> manscaped. Use code PHNX. <laughs> all right, let's go to our last one. I think. Would you rather, okay, so opening day is around the corner. So would you rather have the pool seats in the outfield for opening day or would you rather sit right behind home plate? Nobody wants to see this in a swimsuit. I, I, have, to be behind, <laughs> I have to be behind home plate. <laughs> Thanks, so. That's why you're the best, man. Oh, okay, Tristan, where are you sitting for opening day? Pool seats? That's why you got manscaped. You can fix that, as well. <laughs> Uh, Josh saying pool seats are goaded. Jose saying outfield. Yeah, I'd be. Charles saying pool seats. I'd be in the pool seats. Feels like it'd be more fun. (laughs) I feel like the people sitting behind the plate would be like, you know, doing their stats. Maybe somebody would have like a radar gun or something. That's me. I sit behind home plate with my book. I'm going to the outfield. (laughs) Yeah. Also, it's like a super unique. I mean, you could sit behind home plate anywhere, but like, where else can you watch a game in a pool? That's true. And it's always been on my bucket list. Aren't the tickets like outrageously expensive? I don't know. I think you can split it with like people though. So if you have just a group, out. just off the fence and join somebody. Yeah. yeah. Be like, hey, I'm- <laughs> can I show like a media credential and somebody? Hey, I'm here to do a story and interview. <laughs> just cannibal in the pool. <laughs> Ernesto sure. says pool seats too. Um, uh, Chris says that she would rather do home plate. Yeah, I'm a home plate girl. I I like to keep stats and watch the game. So you know, I like to be on the action and watch the pitches as they come like in that. yeah i'm a nerd i'm a 90 year old um <laughs> in case you didn't know i'm a 90 year old at heart um all right well that is our show for today thank you guys so much for joining us in the comments and for watching along don't forget that we just dropped our awesome new hats so if you go over to phnx locker you can pick up any one of our new hats espo is wearing one right now they're super cool the dad hat is my favorite but the white golf hat is also pretty sweet Make sure you go over to PHNX Locker, pick out a hat, add it to your cart. And while you're there, sign up to be a member of PHNX. If you sign up for an annual membership, you get a free shirt. Espo has on our Devin Booker on Fire shirt. And then we have all sorts of stuff. All cool. (laughs) These shirts all here. So, you know, sign up to be a member, join the family. You get access to our members only discord while we're in there talking with uh, talking with all of you. You get access to all of our written content. Craig's beautiful, amazing articles that he does such (laughs) a great job writing um, are all accessible to you if you become a member of our family so accessible to you as well (laughs) (laughs) that's that's one of the 17 shirts the sons have put out in an attempt to uh, match the coyotes for merch sales is that is that right (laughs) here's number 18 There's number 18 with our new MVP yeah. shirt. Make sure you check that out. Yeah. It is pretty okay. sweet. Win, win some games, Craig. We'll get you new merch, all right? <laughs> and then join, join us at the Ainsworth. I thought it was tonight. all about the revenue. So. Yes, make sure you come to the Ainsworth. We talked about that a little bit earlier. So get your tickets. The link is in the chat somewhere. You might have to scroll up a little bit, but come hang out with us. We'd love to see you. And uh, thanks again for watching. Lindsay will autograph a copy of the book she that will. she's on the cover of. Yes, yeah, the beautiful book. Yeah. It's and that's those autograph sunglasses too. Sure. If you, <laughs> if you really, uh, we'll, we'll find something for me to autograph. Why not? Thank you guys so much for watching. Oh, here's Lindsay's book that she's going to sign. It's really great. I don't know if we can get a close-up shot of it. She's a great book cover model. 
I think that's her uh, her side gig. Um, <laughs> come see us tonight at the Ainsworth. And thank you guys, as always, for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get, leave us a like. And uh, we'll see you next week.